Plumbers. They're on the trail of a kidnapped princess and a mystical meteorite that gives anyone who possesses it the power to rule the universe. Get safely back later, alligator, to our world. Are you alright? Before time runs out. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Below Freezing with CJ and Micah. I'm CJ. I'm Micah. I'm PB. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Pumpkinberry is back, everybody. <laughs> I was probably supposed to wait, wasn't I? I was. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. You are below freezing royalty. We love having you on. And because you are, I'm pretty sure the Hook episode is still our most popular episode. Because it's a good film. I know you didn't like it. It is. I know everyone was, because everyone is just like, oh my gosh, how is Hook below below 32%? 32%? I don't understand. I mean, that one, Hook still is the biggest shock to me. How did this happen? Mm. Whereas... We're not shocked about this film, are we? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm really not. Mm-mm. So, um, today, we are going to be unthawing uh, a film from my youth. Um, a, uh, a, what, what, is, how would you describe it? A cautionary tale. <laughs> For adaptations, even as even as someone who spoiler alert, um, all these years later, still still pretty much enjoys this. Um, I, yeah, yeah, we're just gonna. I'm just gonna say it. We're we're unthawing Super Mario Brothers the movie. I'm not judging. I promise. I'm just confused. Okay, so. <sighs> I, I think we should just go ahead and jump Let's right into the Rotten Tomato score and consensus, and then I can I can tease yeah. up. All right. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So the Rotten Tomato score is 23%, Oof. and the critics' consensus is, despite flashy sets and special effects, Super Mario Bros. is too light on story and substance to be anything more than a novelty. That's harsh. Yeah, I th- I think that I think uh, I mean I don't think that any of my opinions about it are uh, contradictory to that in any way. I just find I find a lot of stuff to really love and enjoy about this movie, despite all of that. Personally, I, I'm surprised that critics like the effects so much. That seems to be the through line in what I've read about the film is everybody's like oh well the sets the 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 effects were really really good and they are i think for the time they were pretty good i think yeah i guess this is 93 two movies to look back on in terms of trying to sort of parse out why this movie would have came out the way that it did was one the 1989 batman movie yes 
and two. Well, oh, no, I just <laughs> I was going to interrupt you by mistake. Please continue. Um, but no, uh, the the 1989 Batman movie and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the original movie. Oh, that's so good. I love that. I'm, I'm probably in the minority in that, but I love the Buffy movie. I don't think you're in the minority. I think a no? lot of people okay. enjoy that movie. Yeah, but, that's good. but I think there's something that is uh, so specifically late 80s, uh, early 90s, uh, tonally all over the place wacky about this movie. Yes. And, I, and all of this decision making uh, that's uh, taking place here. I can I can trace it back to like an idea, but I think one thing that is very clear is that one that it is drastically different from the source material it is trying to adapt. Yeah, yep. and that comes specifically because Nintendo wanted it that way. Yeah, they said we don't we we don't want to really be involved in it. They took one meeting with this independent financier. And they and they were like, here are I, our ideas about where we think, um, how we think we could fit this uh, into a movie mold, how we think we could adapt this cinematically. Uh, and I think multiple people, because Super Mario, especially back then, was really, really big um, in terms of a video game property with which to adapt, they had fielded a lot of op- offers to try and adapt it. And this these ideas <laughs> that eventually became this movie were the ones where they were like, okay, that sounds different enough from our thing yeah. that it won't disrupt our thing. So my impression and the research that I did for this, it was like they had a, they went through several different scripts as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, definitely. And they weren't like they would, they went with one, they went with the guy who originally did rain man. And he mm-hmm. wanted to focus on the brother story and have them like driving through. And one of the brothers wasn't so bright. And mm-hmm. then they came back and the whole studio was calling it Drain Man because they mm-hmm. basically was writing the same script as Rain Man. And then they were like, OK, no. And they scrapped that. And then they went with somebody else who had like a really cool Batman inspired script. And then then they canned that person and they moved on and moved on. And then eventually they settled with you know, two people who were like, let's do make it about dinosaurs and sci-fi it up. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's just absolutely like it's a lot happened during the making of this film. A lot of yeah. different casting, a lot of just it sounds like it was a nightmare. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Tom Hanks was supposed to be Luigi. Yeah, Tom Hanks was supposed to be in it. And you know what they said? He's not likable enough. They said he's not likable enough, and he also had had a, a few high-profile flops yeah. in the lead-up to because he 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 because I think he had like the Dragnet movie with Dan Aykroyd. Oh yeah, and he had uh, like Joe versus the volcano, which I enjoyed. Joe versus the volcano. It did not do very well at the box office. Yeah. So when it when it originally came out, so they ended up dropping Tom Hanks. Uh, they brought on John Leguizamo, whom and... I love, by the way. Whom I, I love, who I love in this movie. Yes. He's great yes. in this. Yes, he's great and in this movie. He's This is what the yeah. movie that made me fall in love with him. Because I've, by the way, I loved this movie as a kid. I watched it all the time. Me too. I we had right. it was one of the one of the few non Disney VHSs we had. In the yeah, house. <laughs> and um, I, I think what you brought up about um, 
Drain Man. They yeah. were calling it Drain Man. They wanted it to be Rain Manny. Um, I can kind of see where that idea could come from. I think Rain Man was a very high profile movie about brothers at the time. Yeah. They wanted to capitalize on that a little bit. But the direction they ended up going in instead, I really love because one of the 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 through lines in this movie is how like emotionally open and reciprocal the brother relationship between that Mario is and such Luigi a good is. point i love it um i think uh the i the uh taking them and and making that huge age difference and stuff like that yeah. i think um when i was a kid i kind of didn't understand <laughs> But um, now I uh, I definitely do, but uh, I thought that it gave a really interesting and cool dynamic in any other movie that you see like this that has two brothers in it or two guy friends. They need to stop in like at the end of the second act for them to have some like conflict and split up yeah. and one of them has to be mean to the other one and stuff like that. And this movie has no interest in anything like that. They're like, they're brothers they love each other that does not falter at all throughout the the rest of the movie and i think centering in that i think the movie could have done uh a bit more to um to uh, uh uh you know ground the movie in that but just the fact that that was there is part of the reason that i really really enjoy it yeah and i i do also enjoy the sci-fi elements there are aspects yeah. of it that really don't age well but mm, yes mm -hmm, you're correct yeah <laughs> uh, but I, but in uh I, to jump into the recap we start with uh one title card for hollywood pictures uh nostalgia anyway um <laughs> i'm one of those people who cries when i see the touchstone logo go by yeah. I'm watching the moment. um yeah, that's a very new thing to get excited about. <laughs> I'm not saying it's an invalid thing to get excited about at all. It's a very you thing. To be excited yes, about. De definitely. You're 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 correct. Um, <laughs> but we we start with this sort of eight bit looking video gamey uh, opening where they're talking about dinosaurs, and I was just like, oh, what a bait and switch. Yeah. <laughs> right. What okay. a bait and switch. So I had never seen this before mm, the yes. only things i had seen were the occasional screen grab that cj would drop into the group chat to be like hey this is from the mario movie and it'd be like from the what <laughs> um so i knew that i knew what a couple of the things were gonna look like i had forgotten who was who so mm -hmm. man was toad a shock so um Sorry to interrupt you, but really quickly, no. were you a huge Mario fan of the, the video game? I feel like we should all mention if that's the so, case. Yeah. Huge. So okay. I got real mm. excited because we've done some video game movies before okay. on here. We did Assassin's Creed. I've never played an Assassin's Creed. Wait, we they did... made they made an Assassin's Creed movie? Oh, yeah. Michael Fassbender. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yep. In it. Yep. <laughs> um, I love um, that you've blocked it out of yep, your Yep, I have blocked it out. <laughs> It's worth blocking. 
Um, we've so we did it, that. The Eagles. We've done multiple Resident Evils, and I've I've never played a Resident Evil either. So I got all excited. I was like, "Yeah, we're doing a video game movie," and I've I've played the video game. It's the only video game I've played. I'm still awful. I'm really good at Mario Kart, but I'm real awful at regular Mario. I play it, but I suck. But I was like, I know the thing. And I feel like that didn't help me at all. <laughs> Watching this. Yeah. I, th- <laughs> I, I think. I'm confused. I, I think that the two of the three of us, I have the least experience with Mario as a video game franchise. I have played Mario Kart on like my Game Boy back in the day mm-hmm. and um what it was the other one. I've played specifically the demo <laughs> <laughs> for Super Mario Galaxy. Oh my goodness. Um, oh, and that is that it. is it. That is the extent. <laughs> So I'm just, I just wonder, I ask because I wonder if that plays into it. Because a lot of times when I talk about this movie with people, if they really hated it, they're like, it wasn't Mario. And I say, well, it it wasn't Mario. And I know that, but I didn't mind as a kid. I I think if I had known going in how much it was going to not be Mario, because what I was expecting was it to basically be Mario, but just with those really horrifying visuals. Um, and the horrifying visuals were there, but then it also like, wasn't, I kept, I was spending so much time trying to figure out what was actually supposed to be Mario that I think I was missing things that were going on. So I was always really confused about what was happening because I was like, why is the fungus sentient? Is that supposed (laughs) to be the evil little mushrooms that you jump on? Or is it just a sentient fungus. I So I spent a lot of time doing that, trying to figure out mm-hmm. what was supposed to be an homage to it and was missing the mark, or if it just, or what elements weren't trying to be an, an homage at all. Yeah, and for me, I think, I when it comes to adaptation, I think the further away from the source material I get, the easier it is for me to accept changes personally like take mm-hmm. for example uh, last year disney released a remake a live action remake of aladdin i am not a fan of the original aladdin like outside of robin williams it just doesn't do anything for me yeah um so i went to go see the new one and i was just like well that was a good time yeah I, we had a great also, time. also uh the stage musical adaptation version of uh, of aladdin is really really great and uh, i think for me it's just that movie i just can't I, I never got into it and as an adult i still have trouble getting into it but like for me uh i could recognize things like even even though I haven't played a ton of Mario, I could recognize things like the big tiny head lizard monsters, right? Yeah. I, I could, I could, uh, yeah, the Goombas, but like also I knew how fast and loose they were playing with terminology like Koopa and Goomba and stuff like that. And, uh, but it kind of just didn't uh, matter to me, especially because it's so different from the source material not Mm -hmm. even just in terms of story but in terms of the actual like setting of it because super mario brothers as a franchise really trades on like fairy tale iconography and all these vibrant bright colors and stuff like that and uh some and somebody in the scripting phase of this was just like 
oh, yes, I am completely aware of all of the castles and stuff like that and, and, and the bright, lush, uh, you know, lands of Mario. And they were just like, but what if it was Blade Runner? Yes, but what if it was Blade yeah. Runner? It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it's very much in line with the visuals of like, sort of like, nerd culture adjacent film of the time yeah. it looks like judge dread it looks like demolition man you know uh it looks like that movie with whoopi goldberg and the dinosaur i can't remember what it's called <gasps> oh that's gonna drive me nuts i have to look it up it is yeah but yeah, like it it looks about. like that oh well it's probably under our purview we'll get to it um <laughs> <laughs> but Theodore uh, yeah i Theater Rex, yes. Yeah, no. Nope. Uh, so it looks like it looks like all of that stuff, and I think I was so predisposed to enjoying those things, having grown up on the Tim Burton Batman movies, having grown up on Demolition Man and stuff like that. That this this all made kind of uh, it it made some kind of sense mm-hmm. to my child brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just was thrown not Mm -hmm. expecting the aesthetic of it um and knowing it was supposed to be an adaptation of thing had i known going in this isn't gonna be really mario at all i mean ish but like not really i think i would have been able to just like think of it as its own separate entity and just enjoy it as that um Mm -hmm. i was too distracted trying to figure out is that supposed to be mario am i remembering wrong I mean, I die really quick when I play usually, so maybe I'm just not remembering stuff. <laughs> um. And Yoshi. Well, anyway, I we totally, I totally derailed the su- the summary. You're totally fine, but uh, the uh, we're introduced to this idea that the meteor that killed the dinosaurs didn't actually kill the dinosaurs. It sort of split the dimension into where like mammals grew up into the world that we have and evolved into the world that we have uh here in 1993 and um there is an entirely separate world where uh, the evolution of reptiles and dinosaurs happened in basically the same way but it also uh just became blade runner yeah <laughs> so yeah um uh, and blade runner with dinosaurs int- Blade Runner with dinosaurs, and we're introduced to uh, a, a woman who is uh, who drops a, a package off in front of a uh, an orphanage, and that package is an egg, an egg with a baby in it. <laughs> <laughs> the implication that if dinosaurs had continued to evolve, mm-hmm. that humans would look exactly the same but we would just lay eggs instead of giving live births is fun painful sounding it's a it's a stretch it's it's a <laughs> it took me a second to really appreciate how good that pun was <laughs> This is why you have me on your show. Oh, damn it, PB. Not just the title of the movie. This episode would just be called. Oh, Oh, man. 
but alongside the egg with a human baby inside of it, um, she leaves behind a uh, a sliver of rock, mm-hmm. and then we jump twenty years into the future, where we are introduced to the Mario Brothers, or excuse me, the Mario Brothers, mm-hmm. um, because uh, Mario. They are not Italian plumbers in this. They're Italian-American plumbers in this, even though they are neither one of them is played by an Italian person. Yeah, I had forgotten <laughs> about his name being canonically Mario Mario. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Luigi Mario, which that's a thing in the in the games, right? Like, hasn't Nintendo said, like, yeah, that's I gaming? believe so, yes. Yes. Oh, I, since then? I, okay, I don't, because at the time, I don't oh. think we had heard their last name, but it makes sense because it's the Mario Brothers. Right. Just Mario Mario. His parents yeah. are dicks. Mario Mario. <laughs> so um they get a call because mm-hmm. they own a plumbing business and I love that their home slash office has uh plungers mounted on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> So, so they get a call for a job, mm-hmm. and um, they are beat there. Which, uh, right? Which uh, put the question in my mind: Is there like a plumbing lottery going on in New York City, where they like send out like a mass call, like whoever can get to you know, like the Salmon's Deli? Yeah, <laughs> you know, first. I heard but, there's uh, a there's a leak in an apartment on this block. You gotta go. <laughs> I gotta get there first. Oh, <laughs> uh, but they are beat there by uh, a rival competitor who seems not only to have a plumbing business but like a, a whole construction racket. Mm. Going okay, so on. it is the same guy. The villain from the yes. construction site is also the rival plumber. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I thought, but then I thought, no. I must have read the name wrong. Nope. That would be dumb. No. Nope, they're just they're, they're monopolizing all of the blue collar trade in New York City. <laughs> okay, so I didn't remember that right. Okay, good. So uh, yeah, they get down there and they've been they've been beaten uh, to the punch. And uh, meanwhile, there is an archaeological dig happening in the middle of Brooklyn. Um, yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, that is uh, that uh, is being pressured to close up shop early uh, because said uh, monopolizer of all New York City blue collar <laughs> blue collar work uh, wants them out of the area so he can start construction on whatever he wants to construct, and it the archaeological dig is being led by Daisy, which. Uh, I found really interesting because I didn't well. remember that Daisy was the female lead in the movie. I always remembered it as Peach. I hadn't seen this movie in a very long time. And they yeah. still, I thought that was interesting too, that they chose the secondary princess who was introduced, Daisy was introduced into the like Nintendo canon much mm-hmm. later than Peach but they still had her be blonde. She still looks like Peach, but they're just mm-hmm. calling her Daisy. I guess because they're having her be the love interest for Luigi. And yeah. that's like mm-hmm. everybody's theory of Daisy. So I guess they didn't want it to be confusing by choosing Peach and expecting Mario to be the love interest. I guess that was the thought process there. But I thought it was mm-hmm. interesting that they still made her look like Peach. Like yeah. once I realized that, oh yeah, she's Luigi's love interest. So that's why they picked Daisy. Why doesn't she, if if she had to look like either one of them, she looks like Peach. I just thought that was 
and interesting. I remember being confused choice. as a kid too, thinking it was Peach and being like, why are they yeah. calling her Daisy? And then, yeah. And, and it's weird though, because Mario at the end, should I say that? Like that oh, yeah, scene definitely. at the end? Oh, yeah. Okay. So Mario at the end is like married or with somebody who's very much not Peach, we don't think. Yeah, no. Maybe? What was her name? Something with a D, uh, maybe? Daniela. Daniela. I yeah. was going to say Darlene, mm-hmm. but I knew that wasn't right. But here's the thing. I, the the first 15 minutes of this thing yeah. are the cutest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, like, asks her out on a date. And then they go on the double date yeah. with, Mary, with Mario and Daniela. And that stuff's really cute. It and is. then the movie kicks into high gear. Yeah. Because it's such a <laughs> slow start. Where there's no real sci-fi or magic shenanigans, like, at all. It's just, like, the trouble. A couple hench guys. Yeah, yeah. The troubles of running a plumbing business. And then all of a sudden, it's really, really not. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, one of the hench guys is dressed in red, and he had, like, this undercut. And I'm just like, you know, what if they made a Sonic the Hedgehog movie, but like this? That guy <laughs> would... <laughs> <laughs> That is what Knuckles would look like. That is what Knuckles would look like in the in the Hollywood pictures. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That's definitely what they should have done. Like maybe Jim Carrey can stay, but that's what Sonic looks like. Their lines were made up. The two of them made their lines up for the most part. And the script people were like, okay. Sure. Sometimes you could tell. Yep. I when they're that. when they're before they get um evolved, I guess mm. the use of the science of evolution is such a specific thing in this movie. It's such a specific choice, and I don't understand why. I don't think it necessarily doesn't work or anything. Yeah, mm, maybe maybe I might take. That I back later. <laughs> I think that it had a lot to do with the fact that uh, one, this movie was independently financed. Yeah. Even though, like for the time, it looks pretty expensive. It yeah. was independently financed, and I think they needed a, a way to include all of the sort of Mario iconography. Yeah. But humanize it enough to where it could all be done with like practical effects. Yeah. And like how do you get Yoshi kind of in there and stuff like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which Yoshi, who is a full-blown pre-Jurassic Park T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> just a teeny little dinosaur, but he still uses his little tongue to grab stuff. It's so cute. And Luigi's the yeah. best part of the film. He's the he's the BB-8 of Super Mario Brothers. Um, yeah, so uh, one, after their date, Daniela is kidnapped. <laughs> Yeah, uh, because they're because off offhand in the background, you keep hearing about this rash of women disappearing in New York City. <laughs> yes, yes. And you're like, um, why is no one more worried about this? That's another um, one of those things that like I just I heard. But then my brain was like, no, nah, we can't deal with that. Like, look at Toad. <laughs> Then at the end, they, there's all the women. I was like, oh, yeah, he's been he's been snatching women. And then they all get back to Brooklyn and they're like, the missing Brooklyn girls. And I was like, oh, God, that's right. <laughs> that was a thing. It was a just... background thing. Oh, just Brooklyn things. Yeah. And it, it's enough in the background that once things went haywire, I was just like, nope, ain't got time to process that, that we're just forgetting mm-hmm. about that for now. 
Um, but the uh, but she gets snatched after she and Mario say goodbye. Mario goes home and and Luigi is uh, walking Daisy back to the dig site, and the dig site uh, is being sabotaged by and I keep I keep uh, not using pronouns because I forgot the guy's name was it Scarpelli or something like that something uh, like something that. something to that to, it something starts to with that an effect. S and it ends with an Ellie yeah. <laughs> I can't remember and, what was in the middle. And um, his goons and henchmen are down there sabotaging it by like loosening pipes and letting the dig flood and all that stuff. So one thing, another thing that I really like about this movie is that they like let them being plumbers become a part of yeah. solutions for stuff. Yeah. And and it and they have like a re, uh, after by the time you hear this, it'll be way after we record it but um uh, a week ago they released this movie on netflix called the old guard and one of the most interesting things about the old guard so great good. movie by the way it's so um is it. that the the team of uh immortal mercenaries in that movie they've worked together for so long that uh the action sequences are choreographed in a way that like it's so fluid it's almost like a dance mm-hmm. the way the action sequences are choreographed and how and how well they know each other and how well they and and how uh effective they are at what they do and i saw a little smidgen of that here too in the scene yeah. where like they're like mm-hmm. going back and forth with the different wrenches and stuff like that because not only it's not just that they're plumbers they also happen to be really good plumbers at that so good that uh a, a end of the world uh uh interdimensional dinosaur scenario that should not require plumbing as a skill uh, <laughs> can be fixed with just some good old fashioned um, Italian American plumbing know-how and I love this movie for it <laughs> so good. I did think it was really fun that like the plumbing is a plot point like there's a reason for them to be plumbers other than just the game mechanic of traveling through pipes yeah like, no we're gonna they're gonna use wrenches there's gonna be water and shit like they're proper plumbers i thought that was there's, really funny yeah there's gonna be something to do with that and i looked it up by the way it is anthony scapelli, anthony scapelli. Yep. okay yep you gotcha. were right and uh what how did you feel about the slapstick because i know you like slapstick micah oh um <laughs> the there was one that i really liked um with the with the doors um, this mm-hmm. might be later on than where we're at in the recap, but I'm so confused. I don't really know where we're at anyway. Um, <laughs> but not by you guys and, and not by us, by the movie as a whole. The linear that structures. Is it's a lot, yeah. But at one point, they're like running through some tunnels and or like some hallways. And you get a really fun slapsticky bit where they're hiding behind doors and the Goombas are popping out of doors and then they eventually escape, um, mm-hmm. which I just thought was funny. Um, I was in a play once that involved lots of slamming doors and I got yelled at for, by the director for not slamming the door hard enough and it pissed me off because he yelled at me like I was a child and so I slammed the door so hard I broke it. Not intentionally trying to break it, but I did break it. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought that was a fun little like farcy, like there was some mm-hmm. fun like farcy slapsticky stuff that I thought worked as humor um, in terms of like the tone of the film went. Because overall, it's pretty, like, aesthetically dark, but But tonally, just like, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's like you can tell it's for kids. It's pretty lighthearted. The stakes aren't like the stakes are apocalyptic and that he's like I'm going to devolve all mankind, but no yeah. like getting, very like, like broadly. Yeah. Apocalyptic, yeah. yeah. And there's also a slide. There is a slide and they go down on a mattress and it looks super fun. I remember wanting to do that as a kid. Oh yeah, I was I was literally talking to friend of the pod uh Dan Purcell about uh, the fact that like so many like movies aimed at children from like the mm, mid to late 80s up until the mid 2000s all had to stop so all of the characters could go down a slide yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like the beach episode in an anime it just has to be in there we gotta pause (laughs) for the slide one of the things about the production design of the movie is that um, they can't actually have just for budgetary reasons and with the aesthetic that the film is going for a literal mushroom kingdom. So they uh, aesthet- they aestheticize it by uh, covering this Blade Runner city in fungus. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it is gross. It's so it gross. is gross, it's but really I gross. love it. I wanted to touch it so bad when I was a kid. They, oh, oh, <laughs> that is the it. last thing I wanted. That's they call it. Dino Man Dino uh, Manhattan, right? It's like Oh Dino Hatton. Dino Hatton. Oh, yeah. is that Dino what it's Hatton. called? That is literally what it's called. I did I did enjoy the jokes right when Mario and Luigi first get in there and they're trying to figure out where they're at and what and I think Luigi goes, I don't know, I haven't been to Manhattan in a couple of weeks. Like like they're making jokes it could about be, like it what, could be your, totally what, what borough they're in. Like they're just they're like mm-hmm. assuming it's just a different borough. I didn't think that was funny. I don't know if New Yorkers think that's funny, but I don't know. I grew up here in the Midwest, so I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, they do get into Dino Hatton and this sort of other dimension, and they are accosted by. It's sort of a cross between Blade Runner. Everybody's clothes look like. Do you remember the magazine Heavy Metal? Yes. No. Uh, well, I'm, and I'm not sure if they. Uh, I, I believe they have one in here, and they have one in France. I don't know if Canada yeah. had had it or whatever. Yeah. But uh, we. Uh, it is literally just a magazine that it was like a Playboy, but it was geared towards people. The the visuals were like what you would see on the side of a van like oh, it, okay it's just like yeah. it's just like buxom ladies riding dragons into valhalla and then like in the back there's a bunch of like metallica reviews and stuff <laughs> and the that's pretty much it yeah <laughs> that's the best it was a very popular magazine in the mm-hmm. 80s so popular that it like they, they made an animated movie called heavy metal oh and, wow okay yeah it I've was seen very it. popular it's real weird it is it, 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 it's like no, a series we won't, we won't of do, i don't want to watch it again uh, we won't we i've, don't, I've we watched won't it twice because i was going to do a project on it with um another friend of mine that like has read the magazine before and like enjoys the movie and so i did watch it again for that and i was like oh yeah this is odd i think i stumbled across it on youtube in like late high school early college and i was like what mm-hmm. the fuck is this and I watched the whole thing, and afterwards, I was still like, "What the fuck? What is the that? fuck did I just watch?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's... they used to play it on G Four a lot. We had a video oh, game yeah. channel here called G Four. Oh, cool! And um, it was cool until it wasn't. Oh, um, 
That's it a was, great it, way to like, put that. <laughs> yeah, it had like shows on it called, there was a show called Attack of the Show, which was literally like a geek culture, but mostly video game themed daily talk show that was hosted by Kevin Pereira and Olivia Munn, who since has gone on to be like an actress yeah. and a bunch of stuff. And uh, there was X-Play, which was literally at the movies, like with Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel and yeah. stuff like that, but for video games. Cool. Um, yeah, it was cool. And then like all of those shows started started getting canceled they started showing lots of reruns of cops and then eventually it was bought out by esquire magazine and they tried to turn it into a a gentleman's channel um oh. and then that was and, and now it's just not on cable anymore oh no <laughs> but uh back to super mario brothers <laughs> yeah um they uh get down to this place and they are um uh this old lady runs up on him and she's just like oh you shouldn't be out here alone without a weapon he's like you don't have a weapon they're like no we ain't got a weapon and the lady takes out this sci-fi electrocution uh this like big rifle that's essentially just a stun gun and she starts like attacking them with it and i was like this old lady is micah during the apocalypse (laughs) (laughs) you don't have a weapon Oh, that's convenient. I don't have a way to dispute that. <laughs> so, so um, uh, there is another lady who comes out of nowhere uh, who is credited as Big Bertha. I loved her. I loved her too. <laughs> I adored great. Big Bertha. Still love she, Big Bertha. She picks up this uh, presumably septuagenarian old lady who's attacking people <laughs> with a giant stun gun rifle and throws her over a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it, and the old lady won. Uh, is thrown it, she falls directly into the backseat of someone's car and then starts attacking them with the stuff <laughs> <laughs> and, and then um she I forgot uh, about that big bertha is like um big bertha has taken the shard we didn't really get much into the shard Daisy has yeah, the shard wearing a necklace, meteorite right? yeah. on her necklace and it is taken from her uh, or, or, or um, uh, when she's taken into uh, Dino Hatton, Luigi tr- by trying to grab her takes it off her neck and then it is stolen by the old lady who is then subsequently thrown off of the bridge right. and then taken, <laughs> taken by Big Bertha and Big Bertha just jumps squarely out of frame away from Mario and Luigi uh, before they are captured by Koopa and his various goons and associates. <laughs> and so we have officially, I know we said they go to Dino Hatton, but they, they go through the wall. They go into mm-hmm. the other dimension where the, you know, dinosaurs rule. And that's where yeah. all of this is taking place in an alternate dimension where in an alternate dimension that Daisy is, complete... is the revealed to be the princess, right? The long the princess, lost princess. Yes. Yeah. And Koopa's supposed to be Koopa Troopa, right? Like Koopa's those... supposed to be Bowser because Bowser's yeah. name in Japan is Koopa. And why are they call? Wait, he's supposed to be Bowser, but because the... I thought, they just call him Koopa. where's Bowser? Why isn't he just Bowser? Why is he Koopa? Because Koopa's a Because Bowser's name in Japan is King Koopa. Oh, well, why do we call him Bowser then? Because we're weird. Yeah. And why do we have a Koopa Troopa, who's a different little guy? The little turtle. 
Oh, Bowser is king of the smaller is subservient. king of the Koopas, Koopas yeah. Hmm. Yeah. See, I don't know much about the lore. I just know that when we play Mario on the Wii, my sister throws me off a cliff and makes me wait in the bubble <laughs> until she finishes the level. <laughs> I don't know the lore. So Koopa in this movie is played by Dennis Hopper, mm-hmm. which is is literally the exact same as Rutger Hauer showing up in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. What he I want to know. Ham and cheese sandwich all over the thing. What I want to know is who did his hair and why? Uh, I guess the same people who did uh, all the hair and makeup for SLC Punk. By the way, I watched SLC Punk a couple of weeks ago and Matthew Lillard is so hot in that movie. <laughs> I... Sh- I- I don't know if I retweeted your Twitter meltdown about it, but I was there with you. <laughs> <laughs> Emotionally, I was there. I don't I was remember like, if I retweeted it or not, but I was he's there. He's got like this Emotionally, blonde, spiky hair. <laughs> he's got like this blonde, spiky hair and rings everywhere that could be a ring on his face. And I was like, wow, that look really aged well. <laughs> <laughs> I feel um, like Matthew oh Lillard would appreciate us thirsting over him on our podcast. Probably. He's like a nice guy. Yeah, it just, it what I think what made me so uncomfortable about his hair was I remembered a moment of a popular hairstyle when I was like junior high age. So this would have yes. been like, you know what I'm talking about. I know. In like 2004, 2005, where you would like tw- have little teeny yes. tiny French twists. Mm-hmm. I wore that to a junior high dance. I thought yep. I looked yep. cool as shit. No. Nope. Yep. <laughs> we did. Yep. We thought we did. We did. Not look and good. it was only no. it was only right if it was held in with teeny tiny butterfly clips at the back. Yep. The glittery ones that were somewhat mm. transparent or purple or like baby oh, yeah. blue or yeah. Oh boy. Pastel oh boy. glittery butterfly clips. That is a throwback. What a time. Mm. That's what his hair yeah. reminded me of. What and I was like, time. oh, yeah, that is what we looked like. Yeah. <laughs> is this why? Is this what made the hairstyle popular? <laughs> you imagine. King Koopa. Every, all, of the, all of the girls in 2004, they were just like, that looks Jamie great. Lee Spears <laughs> in Zoe 101. Uh, my style icon is Dennis Hopper in 1993's <laughs> Super Mario Brothers movie. No, uh, <laughs> but he also has a girl Friday who's played by Petunia fucking Dursley. Yeah, she's just Petunia. I that is, I'm sure she is a renowned actress whose name because I should everybody know. who wasn't a child in Harry Potter is a massively successful and famous and respected actor. Yes, <laughs> over there. Uh, but her name's Fiona Shaw. F- yes, Fiona Shaw. I was like, I know, I know her name, and it's not coming because all that's in my head is Petunia. Yeah. Yeah. Her and the lady who played Madame Hooch in Harry Potter are in a show, in, or like a, in a like a, a Grace and Frankie style show over in Britain now. Oh, I bet that's uh, great. I love that yeah. show, by the way. Grace and Frankie. Oh, Grace and Frankie. Oh, oh yeah. So good. It's so Grace good. Grace and Frankie. Guess who plays Lily, t- one of Lily Tomlin's sons on Grace and Frankie, Micah? It's not Ethan Embry. <laughs> Friend of the pod, Ethan Embry. It is. <laughs> he's in everything. You can't escape him. He's, he's ubiquitous. How does he oh, do it? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we, oh, he, is, he is so far... Or, or he was the first recipient of our Hall of Fame because he appeared in three different movies that we did oh, on the show. Oh no! 
And he's not alone <laughs> anymore, but he was the first. And uh, and ever since we we've gotten this sort of obsession with him, or I've gotten sort of this obsession with him, I still would like Ethan Embry to come on the podcast. But he the, won't because I roast him to death in every film he's in because he's really he, fucking obnoxious in everything a, we've done that he's been in. Everything I watched can't hardly wait. He's the lead in that. He's one of the guys in uh, that thing you do. Um, he like he's everywhere it's insane so i guess it was just inevitable that he would be in the hall of fame because he's in everything so he's yeah. bound to be in at least three bad things he was really popular in, in that span the like nine 90s mid 90s to early 2000s i'd say he was super mm-hmm. popular because he was he was also in that what was the record film empire records empire right? records yep yeah yep. did that yeah, one well that yeah one. that was the yep. that was the third one yeah so he was a part That's of the hall of fame on the hall <laughs> of fame got him in the hall of fame with his buddies gerard butler and uh, is mila jovovich up there yet uh no not yet but what what was what was the what were the other ones it was empire records it was time facts timeline time facts <laughs> yes time facts <laughs> and uh and eagle eye he was an eagle eye yep. for like a, oh was that like the first second. one Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, it wasn't. The, well, it was. That was the first movie we did, but like it aired later. Right. It aired, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. 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 But yeah, that that was uh that was that was crazy, old Ethan Embry. But uh, <laughs> part of the, with him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would one another thing about this movie that I think is um, unassailably great it's super silly but it's really great is the soundtrack because it's the most obvious soundtrack ever they there is a george clinton cover of walk the dinosaur in this movie sure is Uh, there are two song. There are two songs by Roxette. There was an original song by Roxette, but also they covered "Love Is the Drug," which is a song I only hear in movies. I have never heard that song outside of a movie. I, I it, it there was a, a, a I heard it in this one. I believe um, Emily Zande. She's a British singer. She sang it in the Great Gatsby movie from 20, 2013. and Oscar Isaac sings it at the end of Sucker Punch. It is. <laughs> I Th- there's a conspiracy. Did we just unravel a conspiracy <laughs> we did. in Hollywood? And I, think I need to rewatch Sucker Punch. I don't remember Oscar Isaac being in Sucker Punch. Oh yeah, he shoots Vanessa Hudgens in the face. I need to rewatch Sucker Punch. Um, I, I was very angry at Oscar Isaac for a very long time because I love Vanessa Hudgens. But the, uh, but yeah, I, I, the soundtrack in this is so funny to me. What's um, the what and, is the song that they dance to? Uh, where I mean, not to skip thing. ahead in the recap, but oh, you know fine. where he when Mario retrieves. Big Bertha. Yes, yeah, when they dance with Big Bertha. Uh, I believe that it's one. Uh, well, that that scene ends with the walk, the dinosaur. Yeah, walk the dinosaur. Uh, but the which is another song that I literally only hear in movies because I remember I know it was a like a big hit back in like the early eighties. Yeah, but like. I've only heard it in this movie, and also Queen Latifah covered it in that Ice Age movie where they met dinosaurs. Yeah, and in the We're Back dinosaur film. <gasps> yes. Yeah. 
I loved that <laughs> film as a so kid great. too. That's another one that I really liked. With John Goodman and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. The oh, oh, oh gosh, oh, man, Donnie Wahlberg is on this soundtrack. Um, <laughs> there's a song called uh, "Almost Unreal." Uh, by Roxette. <laughs> Donated to the fact that this movie fucking got made. Almost mm-hmm. unreal. Almost this unreal. Script, this cast. They did. Uh, it was actually, that song was written for the movie Hocus Pocus, but they decided <gasps> not to use it in that movie. And because Disney, through subsidiaries and stuff yeah. like that, owned Hollywood Pictures, they used it in this movie. That's a fact Man. I did not know. I love factoids like that. I did not know that. But um, but yeah, uh, I, one thing about this movie that I find really, really interesting is you get to the dinosaur land and everything is just sound stages. Like they filmed as little as they possibly could in New York and everything is in sound stages. And I love movies that are filmed on sound stages because yeah. it's all so tangible. Nowadays, you know, everything's sort of like layered in CGI and yeah. CGI looks really good and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that there, there, there's something so cool about seeing these handmade sets because they all look like... Um, those stage shows that you see at Universal Studios. Yeah, the yeah. And, yeah, it and, does and have that feel. I will say that about the film for sure. It's The sets are beautiful. It is, you know, Blade Runner-esque, but it's, they, they, did, they did a very good job with that. Like All of the cars really have teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, they, they meet up with Koopa and he explains to them the whole conceit about dinosaurs having evolved into... Dennis Hopper Mm -hmm. and he and um they uh uh de-evolve toad into a goomba which in this movie are are not the tiny mushroom people yeah and I think I think that was done to not confuse them with the fact that the city and the king and stuff was all going to be mushrooms but um I don't know if for fans of the actual games and what they look like and stuff like that, obviously that's the biggest visual departure yeah. character to character. Let me tell you, the Goombas were jarring. I had Their tiny heads are horrifying. The tiny heads are frankly upsetting. Yeah. Especially when their bodies are so large. Now I will admit, I was charmed by the scene in the elevator when Luigi just starts swaying them. And then yeah. they realize, like, oh, this is this is the shit. And they start dancing, and then they just, like, keep doing it through the rest of the film. I was charmed. However, those tiny heads are going to give me nightmares. And I was, again, that was another thing that I was sitting there trying to figure out what they were supposed to be. If they're supposed to be the, like, bouncing turtles. Or the, yeah, like, I think so. Because their heads kind of yeah. look like they turtle They look turtle-esque, yeah. but with mouths that are like split from literal ear to ear with those teeny tiny teeth mm-hmm. Mm-mm, nope no thank you in your nightmares tonight yep. in your nightmares yep, that's my new sleep paralysis demon thanks <laughs> just standing over your bed with that little tiny head and smile <laughs> mine is still the wiki by girl from the youtube ads but um <laughs> 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 she's awful She's awful and she wouldn't go away for like a year. Um, Tell us in the comments, folks. What's your sleep paralysis, Demon? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and I think I wasn't the only one because eventually they like changed her out. <laughs> they were just like, 
we're gonna, but, uh, we're gonna switch it up <laughs> but the uh but yeah they end up uh uh escaping from koopa and koopa sends his hench cousins after him who like they're in all the 90s stuff there was also like there's always two hench people yeah they're always imbeciles they're always two hench people who had to chase after the heroes and stuff like that but these two become super smart because he evolves them up and makes their brain bigger and then they just become they just become aoc they're just like uh the system's corrupt we don't want to do anything we- that too <laughs> was a nice touch that was pretty cool <laughs> And also, I, I think, like, uh, he's trying to merge the worlds, right? He's yes. trying to merge the realities. Uh, and so... Uh, we'll get... When we get to that, um, there is... Something happens that uh, really shook me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, go on, go on. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The, I thought but that yeah, was they, now. I thought that reveal had happened already, so... Oh no no no! But when but like when when the when the actual plan starts to unfold at the uh, end, yes. something happens. But um, but when they escape, they escape in this police car, and mm-hmm. you get one of those things. It looks like a stage show. Mm-hmm. If this movie was really really popular, I bet Universal Studios would have had a Super Mario's Brothers stage show, mm-hmm. like they had Backdraft, like they had Waterworld. By yeah. the way. The Waterworld stage show at there are so many tangents in this episode. I'm so sorry, but the Waterworld stage show is so popular at Universal Studios that they are at the the one they're building in Japan. There's going to be a Waterworld like land, like oh. Disney World has that Avatar land. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're going to do a Waterworld land for this movie that barely anybody remembers, and the people who do don't <laughs> love it. I was in NOLA for three years for Halloween. I loved Waterworld, but I also grew up in Japan. Maybe that's, maybe it has something to do with that. And maybe it has a bigger following in Japan and that's why it's getting a whole land. I I love that movie. I don't know if I did the Waterworld stage show when I went to Universal. I know I did the Shrek one because I have this really weird and strong love for Shrek. Um, Mm. In particular, Shrek 2. It's the best one. Um, (laughs) I don't know if I did the Waterworld one. I, I did that one, and we did that. We got the we got at the end of the day, at the tail end of the day, when we were done riding roller coasters and stuff like that. We got the the double feature. We did, went Waterworld, and then we rushed over to do the last uh, showing of the Backdraft uh, stage show with all of the fire. Um, nice. And and they closed Backdraft down the year after we uh, we did that, which was a shame. Yeah, because that wasn't open. I went relatively recently. Why? Wow, I don't know what year was that. I don't know. I was still in grad school, so it was in between 2014 and 2016. I think it was the summer of 2015 when I went, so I don't think it was Mm -hmm. there anymore. They did have a Minions flight simulator that made me so sick that I didn't ride anything for the rest of the day. Oh. Well, that sounds... Just the concept of that uh, makes me a little ill. (laughs) It's it's nauseating to begin with, and then you actually get on it, and woo! But anyway... (sighs) But yeah, they 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 go off and they're doing this huge chase scene, which one was really fun to look at because it reminded me of all those stage shows. But two, you just get to spend more time. They're not apart very much at all, Mario and Luigi throughout mm-hmm. the movie. And every time they're together and they're working in tandem together, they're just catchphrasing it up and high fiving and doing this like secret handshake that they do yeah, that's cute. and stuff like that. And it's really cute. So I really uh, like all that stuff. And um, they fly off into the desert. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Another complete scene change. Which at first I thought 
I thought it was going to be a whole thing. Like in Mario, obviously, as you're playing, you go from like world to world and there's there's a desert world. World two is the desert world. And then there's one with like lots of flowers. And then there's like and so they all have different aesthetics. So I thought, oh, we're going to yeah. do a little bit here and then we're going to go to a different world. But then later you see a map of this parallel universe's version of Earth and it's just Dino Hatton. Right, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and then the rest of the Earth is desert. It's and just it was like, desert. oh, so I guess that's not. That's not what's what happening. That's not what they're doing. Okay, just kidding. But yeah, and then they go off, and they uh, are confronted by the henchmen, who just immediately fall uh, to their side <laughs> because they're just like, you know, uh, we've had a, we've done a lot of evolving and had a lot to think We're about. We're done now. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's time to uh, it's time to seize the means of production. So. <laughs> Like, I thought for a second that it might have been some kind of, like, double cross and, like, maybe they shouldn't trust them, but they were so earnest. I was like, no, mm-hmm. they're, they're fine. They were just like, something's not right here. So yeah. uh, everyone's headed back to Dino, uh, not Dinotopia. Dinotopia is a television film. Dino Hatton. <laughs> Dino Hatton. Dino Hatton. They, had to, they head back to Dino Hatton. And uh, in the meantime, uh, uh, Daisy is getting introduced to her mushroom dad. Yeah. And her her very slimy mushroom. I when I t- I was a boy. I was a boy. And and at, and at this point, you know, um I, I was a boy and I was born in 1993 and all boys who were born in 1993 wanted to do was touch gross stuff. And I wanted to touch it. We we liked dinosaurs and we wanted to touch gross stuff. It was an entire franchise based on that premise. Yes. Nickelodeon slime. And the putty, too, that you could play with. The oh, goop. I did like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yep. did like that. And you could throw it against the wall yep. and it would like... And it would just slowly down flop down. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Those commercials are so fun to look up. All that old stuff. The moon boots. Splat! Sock, splat! Yeah. And sock em boppers and all that Get you stuff. gotta get your splat! Go! Get in there! And then. That's like how all those commercials were. Sorry. To just bring us right back there. <laughs> but uh yeah, uh they have to go rescue um they have to go rescue Daisy and when they get back they sort of sneak into this nightclub and that's mm-hmm. the scene you were talking yep. about where they finally meet up with Big Bertha and get And the... she's wearing the necklace and it's like right there in the top of her cleave. Right. And her mm-hmm. outfit the... is great. Yeah. So good. She's amazing. She's, she's a queen. She's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, man. And then as as uh, as, you know, the authorities are called on them because they're just <laughs> yeah, they're, he was just like, put, um, uh, they were like, uh, the rock was taken by some plumbers earlier in the movie. And then Koopa goes plumber alert. And then, <laughs> and then there's like wanted posters everywhere for uh, Mario and Luigi. But the, the lady's like, well, you know, those plumbers. Uh, and stuff like that they're here and mm-hmm. all the people come to attack him and he has a uh a, a a very sassy romantic moment with big bertha before they put on the uh the the boots to jump out of the ceiling i mean he had previously one of his attempts to remove the necklace which is nestled in her cleavage mm-hmm. was he tried to bite, like he tried to remove it with his teeth yeah, <laughs> quite something for a kids movie. Bob Hoskins is so game 
for everything in this <laughs> yeah. movie, yeah. and I love it. He because he's supposed to be playing like this, re, like the archetype that you think because of the voice that he's affecting and stuff like yeah. that is going to be like really stern and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, he gets to be just as silly as everybody else, and I love that. Yeah. Um, and uh, they Hoskins. jump. Oh, I so love him good. so much. But they meet, uh, there's a lot of jumping. There's a lot of falling into mushrooms and going on a trampoline. And um, they end up saving Daisy and the other ladies mm-hmm. and uh, getting them back out into the real world. There is a babam scene. The babam is very small. It's so um, small. And everyone is so immediately concerned about it. And it takes a solid 10 minutes to blow up. Yep. It takes a solid 10 minutes to blow up. It falls down like a drain. Uh, and then um, it keeps walking and is walking through the street. And everybody is like afraid of it and stuff. And I was just like, what's going to happen? And then it starts walking vertically up the wall. And I lost it. It was so good. I was just like, I'm not, I was like, none of this makes sense. I'm just here for the ride. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> nothing made It's sense. like a roller coaster and in it, a way. It doesn't know? make sense. Even if you've accepted it for what it was, but I still wasn't there. I'm still trying because they they keep bait and switching me with little references like the little bob omb. And yeah. so I'm like, mm-hmm. well, maybe I do need to keep looking for it. So I keep looking for the stuff and not just letting it not make sense. And it just made it mm-hmm. even more confusing. Okay. So um, the, it ends up like uh, blowing up and stuff like that. And they, perfect these guns because they are, have de-evolution guns to turn all of the humans or the mammals into monkeys and stuff like that and um uh there's this all, also unnecessary subplot where fiona shaw's character uh has the meteorite sliver or whatever yeah but it ends up getting where it needs to be anyway yeah. for like the uh for the worlds to start converging and they yeah end up back in the real world and and there's all this stuff disintegrating and immediately as soon as you get back to the real world they uh they cut to a shot of the world trade center disintegrating i had already been taken aback by seeing the world trade centers in the yeah. skyline at the beginning it is really weird anytime yeah. you watch an old movie yeah because you yeah. don't see it anymore ever uh, mm-hmm. So to see that shot of it partially disintegrated, it looked like it did when the first tower fell. L- literally, it happened and my body, like, I, it was involuntary. I just went, Ugh! I was <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. I was like, what is happening? Um, but yeah, that happens and they turn Scapelli into a monkey. And yep. um, Luigi using plumber's tools it's the sliver back out of the meteor and everything reverts back to the way it was and there's a a big um stage showy fight between mario and koopa that results in koopa sort of turning back into a t-rex before he is oh i was gonna say i I remember him sliming but yeah you're right he does transform into the yeah. yeah and then he slimes that's right. Uh, yeah. And then uh, we are sort of, and then all everybody is sort of like, after he's gone, there's like a, you know, a, after Eveline dies at the end of the Wiz, like, can you feel a brand new day? <laughs> that kind of thing. And, and everybody is like really excited. 
it looks like the party man scene from Batman. And um, everybody is uh, sort of going back. And uh, Daisy, though, has to stay because, you know, this is where she's from. This is her home. And she needs to uh, figure out uh, how she fits in there. Uh, And then her and Luigi have a nice little kiss and like and, and and mario is really like you know we gotta go it's like it, it's it's a really heartfelt scene all around I, I really really enjoyed it and um they end up going back to regular old earth and a few weeks later they're about to have a nice italian american family dinner and uh daisy who has been refashioned into tank girl (laughs) bursts through the door and is like, I need your help and you won't believe what's going on. And uh, Mario's like, well, he gets his belt. Yeah. I believe (laughs) it. The The worst thing that happens is when everything gets turned back to quote unquote normal in Mm -hmm. the dino dimension. Her father just like gloopily solidifies into a man again. And then he coughs fungus and you see him cough up that yellow goopy fungus. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, I didn't like it. Yeah. I just needed you all to share in my displeasure. It was horrible. No, you're good. Uh, you're you're right. It was uh, it. I was I went in, and then the movie just moved on. Yeah, it but, was just uh, like this is the thing that happens. We didn't really get any kind of like um, instigating thing to make the king solidify from the goopy fungus. He just, I guess, mm-hmm. Koopa's defeated, and so he's not fungus anymore. And it yeah. was really gross. Really gross. I really didn't like that. I focus. also noticed we glossed over the the stabbing of Yoshi. Oh yeah, yeah. Petunia stabbed no Petunia Yoshi. Petunia stabs yeah. Yoshi in the neck, and it traumatized me as a kid. Yeah, I, was, I was... cried for hours the first time I saw that movie. I was so upset. Yeah, I think it's so funny that like, in even though we've sort of figured out more stuff. Yeah. Uh, recently. Um, the visual like shorthand cultural idea of what a dinosaur looks like just has not changed at all yeah <laughs> like it is, uh, it is and they, they even in those new dumb jurassic park movies which i call them dumb jurassic park because they're dumb and they're part of the jurassic park franchise she runs uh, away from a t-rex in heels she runs away from a T-Rex and heels, but they also make a mention uh, where they're just like, um, well, none of the stuff that we do is like scientifically sound. There's a reason the dinosaurs look like that. They're not supposed to look like that. Like B.D. Wong says that in yeah. Jurassic World. And uh, I guess and, they just needed like, to throw a bone to the scientific community to be like, yeah. yeah, we know. But also this is what kids think dinosaurs look like. So this is what they have to look like. Man, well, why do they think dra- they look like that? Because you keep perpetuating it. Mm-hmm. And like even uh, you know with in that sort of beget Jurassic Park, which beget that that old Sprite commercial where that Toronto Raptors player is playing one on one basketball against the Velociraptor, which then beget Theodore Rex, and we're full yes. circle. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but but yeah, uh, I I find it very interesting that that hasn't changed. Uh, yeah, the vis- the visual interpretations of it hasn't really changed. But I I don't I think that like people are afraid to do dinosaurs outside of Jurassic Park. Yeah, um, yeah. which is which is crazy to me because it's not like Jurassic Park is is part as a franchise is uh out you know is particularly special enough to have a stranglehold on dinosaurs i tell people all the time i have read jurassic park i've read the lost world i've seen all of the movies multiple times i was born in 1993 i'm a boy i like dinosaurs yeah there is jurassic park the movie and then jurassic park the ride at universal studios the original Mm -hmm. those are the two good jurassic park things (laughs) everything else including the books are awful (laughs) i agree i agree (laughs) The ghost of Michael Crichton is going to come haunt you. I don't know if he's dead or not, but he's going to haunt you. <laughs> One, he is. Okay. Well, then, yeah, I'm right. He is. And two, you're right. Um, you're right. Before you're we right. do any more tangents, yep. that was Super Mario Brothers, the movie. When we come back, we'll have freezies. <laughs> name. Mario. Last name. Mario. Okay. What's your name? Luigi. Luigi, Luigi? No, Luigi Mario. Okay, look, how many Marios are there between the two of you? There's three. There's, there's Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Mike, Mike! Up these Marios around the side. Stop pushing me around. We're back, and this is the point in the show where we give out Freezy Awards. Mm-hmm. They are awards to things that you enjoyed. Things that you found funny, stuff we forgot to shit on in the recap. If you're Micah, <laughs> you know <laughs> anything else? I feel like uh, PB. You're our guest. You know the drill. Do you have freezies for Super Mario Brothers? I do. Well, I have. Okay, so I some of it we talked about a little bit, mm-hmm. but mine. I think the first one would be something I enjoyed was the the set design, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. But that's probably something when I'm looking at it. Well, I'm a huge Blade Runner fan anyway. I love that aesthetic, but watching it, mm-hmm. it really did feel like, you know, Tim Burton's Batman. It felt like there was life in it. I think the word you used was everything was tangible. And I really, really mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that was good. So that's my first one. So the second one would be, I actually really liked the alternate, uh, the end the end where Daisy comes out and is like, you guys are never going to believe what happened. But then after that, there's a moment where I think, think like two executives come up and go we want to make a video game about your life but it's not to the super mario brothers it's to the henchmen mm-hmm. yeah and then they make reference that it's going to be called the super koopa cousins, super koopa cousins yeah, yeah i thought that was a really good one i thought that was a really fun joke um and then the other thing uh oh oh something that i didn't really like that we didn't really talk about was that Mm -hmm. apparently uh dennis was awful on set he was terrible to work with oh yeah that's that's a story that's a story about dennis hopper from every set that dennis hopper is yeah i didn't know that though (laughs) i didn't know that about him i didn't know that at all so i would definitely say that that's his behavior on set when i read about it and was doing research i was like wow that's atrocious um so that's definitely an actual negative for sure sweet uh, well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Micah, do you have freezies for Super Mario Brothers? I do. So um, I'm going to I'm gonna do um, a, a compliment sandwich. 
Um, my first freezy goes to Big Bertha. Would die for her. Oh, she's yes. great. <laughs> I agree with that. I adored her from the first moment that. she was on screen. I was like, she's badass. I love. She her. can do whatever she wants. Yeah. Um. She's so good. My second freezy um goes to Toad, who's the worst thing I've ever seen, ever. <laughs> mm, wait, I might have to take that back. He's not worse than the Ninja Turtles in Ninja Turtles Three. Wait, but is he is he worse than the scene where Dennis uh sticks his tongue out to Daisy and it's that weird like reptile that because that's some of the most hideous things. Yeah, that was gross. That was really, really gross. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. mention. (laughs) (laughs) To Dennis's tongue. Please don't ever do something else. Um yeah, I barring I think like design wise. It's the Toad is the second worst thing I've ever seen. I'm never going to get over my trauma from the Ninja Turtles. But Toad's pretty bad. And they didn't even let him revert back to his sort of like no. 90s busker, you know, like <laughs> he, he looked like he was about to jump into a rendition of that song with the music video with the girl in the bee costume. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Everybody else gets evolved. The cousins get to stay super geniuses, but poor Toad still got to look like that. Yeah. It's an injustice. And I don't know why they bothered having him be Toad because there was nothing. Sure, why not? I need to stop questioning you. Um, but my last Freezy is a positive one. And um, it goes to the casting, particularly Mario and Luigi, because they yes. were both great. And if I had mm-hmm. to picture, if we if if they did this again, which I think there is going to be a Mario movie coming out in 2022. I'm- that's yeah, and like an production. animated one from Illumination, the people who do the Despicable Me movies and stuff. Mm. Well, that's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, did <laughs> they do Megamind? Are they who did Megamind? No, DreamWorks did Megamind. Oh, they okay. also they they did the the latest adaptation of The Grinch. They did the Lorax, which mm. the Lorax is fine, and mm. they did um, the Secret Life of Pets, which I actually pretty much I like. Oh, the I first did Secret enjoy. Yeah, I like that one too. Okay, so it might be I like that. Was really good. Um, also, oh sorry. No, 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 go. I just realized that my Bob, my my man Bob Hoskins, is now in two two things that you've done. So one more. Oh, yeah, because oh. he's Smee and Hook. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, no. And I love him. He's so good. Well, Wait. if it makes you feel better, um, Sigourney Weaver is also in danger. She has also been in two things we've done. Sigourney, mm-hmm. come on. <laughs> Get it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's in good they company. Have, they have all been 2010s yeah. entries <laughs> for Sigourney Weaver. Oh, yeah. But yes, she's close. Oh, yeah. man, that's scary. Um. So yeah, I just I think so what where I was going with that was if they did another live action Mario movie, which the mm. Illumination one I don't believe is going to be. But um I would I couldn't pick anybody better. I love John Leguizamo. I love Bob Hoskins, especially in this. I thought he was such a great Mario. I thought their dynamic He's was perfect. really fun. They were yeah. he was the more serious one, but was still so fun and their brother relationship was really enjoyable um i like that they just let them have that and they let the conflict come from other places um that they just let us have that like wholesome brother relationship there's a really sweet line where 
he's talking to Daisy about how he doesn't know his parents either. And he's just like, I said, Mario, he raised me up. And he was like my mom and my brother and everything else. And the way he says it, I just thought was really sweet. Yeah. So yeah. I, Freezy for the casting. Uh, for me, I'm going to echo what you said about uh, Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo as Mario and Luigi. I think that they're great. That dynamic of theirs um, is my favorite part of the movie. I think that uh, not only them, I think everybody, I don't I don't think there was like really a weak link yeah. in terms of casting for what everyone was asked to do. Yeah. Even down to the lady who plays Daniela. I thought that she uh, yeah. was, uh, I was never annoyed when she was on screen and I thought she and Mario had a really nice rapport going together. And I liked the characterization because you don't get a ton of characterization yes. for Mario and Luigi in any of the games. Mm-hmm. So I liked the fleshing out uh, of those two characters and making them sort of like actual people to root for and to spend time with. So I really liked Mario and Luigi in the movie. Uh, also, uh, like I've said before, the set design uh, and all of the production design, yeah. uh, all of the vehicles look really cool. Costume design was really out of this world and kind of fun. And um, even when they got to the point where they are dressed in costumes meant to evoke the way that they look in the video games Mm -hmm. it never rung uh it it never lost its fidelity to me um because there's no such thing as fidelity in this movie but still yeah um but uh i really really enjoyed that and then uh my uh last freezy goes to a confluence of events that worked out in my opinion for everybody involved john leguizamo got to be luigi in this movie we love him as luigi in this movie he's one of the best parts i believe he still looks back fondly on making this movie he mm-hmm. he like enjoys it and uh tom hanks did not get to do it but he went on to star in philadelphia and got an oscar for it yeah so it worked out for everybody yeah, it worked out for everybody go. Uh, and so, yeah, my third freezy, freezy goes to uh, 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 Chance. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good Freezy. Because that's, that's really a lot of what happened in this film to get it made. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. Uh, so, yeah, that uh, that's my Freezy. And this is the point where we decide whether or not the movie is still fresh or freezer burnt. PB, what say you? I look at it very fondly like a quirky 90s film so i would still watch it hey micah did we convince you you know what at the beginning i had one answer (laughs) and i don't want to say i want to watch this movie again necessarily but but i like you but I might. What? I might. Yeah. I yeah. think under the right circumstances, I would. Put it yeah. on for the little cousins or something. Yeah. Or and like I, if we were all at a party, you know, socially distant yes. and having pizza, like we we might put it on together, right? Yeah. Mushroom pizza. It's got to be mushroom yeah, pizza. Yeah, exactly. Def- <laughs> and I definitely want other people to watch it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it a still fresh. Even if I don't watch it again, let's just be honest, I'm probably going to end up watching it again for some reason. We're probably yeah. if the apocalypse ever ends, we're probably going to get drunk and end up watching this at some point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's still worth watching. It's not one of those films where you watch it and you're like, that was terrible. I should have never watched that. Oh, like yeah. go into it knowing it's a ride. It's like a yeah. it's like a, you know, they took drugs and made this wild ass movie and you should totally watch it cuz yeah. it's 
you won't see anything like it made today. I I think sure. I probably would enjoy it more on a second watch because I would know what mm-hmm. to expect. Yeah. And I wouldn't be yeah. trying to figure it out the whole time and trying to figure out what is direct homage, what is just original mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom yeah it'd be easier just to like give in to what yeah now yeah. I know what it is going in I can just settle in and wait for the comrade cousins and Big Bird <laughs> to show up <laughs> uh, yeah. Spike and so, Spike and oh. I kept calling them Bulk and Skull because that's what they reminded me of <laughs> yeah, I can't one remember. of them's definitely Spike, Spike but I can't remember the other one yeah, I can't remember the other one either. Spike's the one that keeps fucking up, so we hear his name yelled a lot. Yeah, we hear his name a lot, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be the holdout here. No, I'm not. I love this movie. It's gonna. Be, it's great. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I also say Still Fresh, and uh, wow, did not see this coming. I did not way. see this coming either. I was going to surprise you all coming out and being like, I actually still am super nostalgic for this film, but I thought I was going to be the, the one... Yeah, no, I surprised myself. But I think Big Bertha did it. <laughs> she is so good. <laughs> I think she was the she was the the extra positive on the scales that that tipped yeah. it for me. <laughs> it was good. Well, that that was a ride. Thank you for yeah. coming along on that ride, PB. What a time we <laughs> of have course, had together. Thank you so much for having me back. Really, really, truly, I was very excited. Where can people find you on the internet? Um, you can find me at uh, Twitch and Twitter at Pumpkinberry, or you can head over to my website, pumpkinberry.tv, which has all the cool things that I'm up to for the most part. Um, I stream on Twitch. I, um, d- uh, I D&D. Wow, my brain is shut off. <laughs> um, I GM some really cool um, tabletop shows, uh, and I play video games. It's, it's, it's awesome. Very, very cool. We will, we will link to those. Everybody definitely check PB out everywhere. Uh, CJ, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at uh, CJ period on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can also uh, listen to whenever we do another show of uh, Dan and CJ's group chat calling the podcast that comes out sometimes. And it's real fun. And yeah. That's where you can find me. Very cool. You can find me on Twitter at Micah Renee B and on Instagram at lowkeystrokethelemur. You can find the show at Below32Pod everywhere. That is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Um, if you would, drop us a review. Um, we always want to hear reviews. Five-star reviews make people find the show easier. And if you don't think it's five stars, we'd love to hear why. Yeah, you should rate a five star review this week specifically, but your review should be what your bedside nightmare will be. Don't yes. leave yes. any other contacts. Just be like, it's my bed, it's great episode, bed, bedside nightmare. Yes. We want to know. Give us five stars. Tell me your sleep paralysis demon <laughs> so that it. I'm not yeah. alone. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, so check us out. Special thank you to Riley Watson, aka W, for our awesome theme song. PB, thanks again. I just yeah, think again, thank this you again for having me. A great time. Y'all convinced me to like a movie that I was really baffled by. <laughs> <laughs> Why? So, now we just need the soundbite of you at the beginning. Like what? I don't understand. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and I don't. So I don't know that I understand. But I'm here. For it? I think I'm here for it. <laughs> Bertha. <laughs> we're here for Bertha. If we're here for anything, we're here for Bertha. So that was the show this week. And until next time, y'all stay frosty. Bye. Bye. Bye.